Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go on this uh, Friday edition of Rain, baby. It's all about making it rain. That's what we do here. Joe Ranieri, Dane Martinez on the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. Thank you very much for stopping by. As we have a uh, the final big weekend uh, in football universe anyway, you got games uh, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday. So we got uh, our final three-day weekend of football is uh, is upon us it will be epic uh, final eight in the nfl and of course the final two in college football we'll do battle uh, in just about 72 hours from now so a lot to be excited about a lot to dissect here uh breaking down these uh games and the numbers and what the market's doing and all of that good stuff we got some injury updates for you as well as far as uh some of these teams getting ready to play tomorrow and uh even on sunday at this point and we've got some uh, we still got some uh, some new coaches that are trying to get themselves acclimated. We do have a interview today, one final interview that's going to take place uh, in Cleveland uh, with a Josh McDaniels to see exactly who, what direction they're going to go in. Like uh, like we told you earlier this week, they swear they are announcing a coach uh, tomorrow by tomorrow. So it could very well be here today. Who knows? We do also have some. Uh, Firings uh, around the uh, the NFL still some coaching staffs that uh, that are going to get are going to look a little bit different next year. Some rearranging, uh, but man, that's uh, all eyes yesterday in New York. We're trying to figure out the very first look at uh, at Joe Judge yesterday, and uh, New York media, of course, uh, surrounding uh, couldn't wait to uh, dig their teeth into. Joe Judge, who is he? What is he? 38 years old. Who is this guy? And I know uh, a lot of Giant fans, I'm not sure they knew what to expect. But after the press conference, I I think you and maybe this is the best part about it is that if you are still questioning who this dude is, I, I, I don't know. There's a question out there. I'm sure a lot of people are asking. That's number one. Who am I? Well, maybe I can explain that a little bit better. But instead of saying, who am I? By telling you what's relevant in this conversation with being a coach of the New York Giants, what I'm about. And what I'm about is an old-school physical mentality, okay? We're going to put a product on the field that the people of this city and region will be proud of because this team will represent this area. We'll play fast. We'll play downhill. We'll play aggressive. We'll punch you in the nose for 60 minutes. We'll play every play like it is a history and a life of its own with a relentless competitive attitude. We'll play fundamentally sound. We will not beat ourselves. That is our mission right here. Okay? I'm about caring for the players in the locker room. Let's not forget there's a human element to this game. Let's not think that in professional sports, that paying a paycheck to somebody makes it absent of empathy. We need to make sure that we take care of the players in our locker room, that we treat them the right way, that we teach them the correct techniques, and that we put them in the right situation to be successful. We're going to ask these men to come in and give everything they have every day. We're going to demand it. 
and we appreciate everything they give us. It's our, it's our responsibility to take care of them on a daily basis and make sure when they are done with our game, they are better furthered for the rest of their career as a father, a husband, and a professional, whatever avenue they take. Sold, Dane Martinez. Sold in just a minute and 15 seconds. The man told you everything, and I love that. I love the elevator speech. The man in a minute, 15 seconds, told you more about who he is and what he is than Pat Shermer, Ben McAdoo, and anybody else in a long history of crap coaches in New York ever told you. Brilliant stuff. And whether he can pull it off is another conversation. But what we heard yesterday, first impressions, Dane, were you impressed? Um, Good morning, Joe. Uh, Sure. Sure. You know, yes. And we talked about this with Matt Rule yesterday also, right? How they're saying the right words, they set the right tone, um, you know, kind of made the good first impression, right? So, yes. But I think what you said at the end there is really what matters, right? Like, will it be able to translate and will he get the job done? Will he actually move the needle and enforce this culture and, and, and make progress? I don't know yet. He might. But he might not. All I'll say is he didn't lose it. He didn't lose the press conference like Adam Gaze did a year ago at this point in time, right? So, yes, I buy what he's selling. He does – he speaks with that gravitas, with that presence. He's very clear in what it is that he wants to do, how he wants to approach it, what he values, right? And so I'm all about it, okay? And my only thing is, Joe, this is a kind of thing like – you can't really win a game in the first quarter, but you can lose it kind of thing. He did not lose it, okay? He did not lose it at all. Let's see what happens. But, yes, I mean, it seems like he's got values. It seems like he's going to bring something, and they will have an identity. So, sure, I buy it. Yeah, yeah. well, the problem is that if, uh, you know, if this was Oklahoma um, or Arizona, that's great. Nobody cares, but – you're in a you're in the you're in the lions then now, my friend. The yeah. New York media is not any place else. So there's ratcheted up a hundred times uh, more important to yes. come off impressive, especially because this media will you know do you look at Manish Mehta and Adam Gase right. guys? You want to talk about misery to start your uh, career off? This is um, step one. Pass the media test, pass the eye test initial, uh, because you only get one shot at a first impression. Uh, and while Matt Rule was very impressive in in his, he had a very, uh, very calm demeanor, very, you know, very sure. kickback, relaxed, confident demeanor, very sermon-like, which was nice. Uh, this guy is perfect for New York. Absolutely perfect for New York. He comes across as a blue collar, no nonsense. We know a million guys like this. So relatability from the fan standpoint, absolutely. If you guys don't go, if you you were pissed off 48 hours ago, if you didn't watch that and go, all right, let's get this guy a shot here. Let's get this guy. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. He couldn't have done anything more than what he did yesterday to show New Yorkers and Giant fans. All right, let's see what this guy's got. That's what I'm saying. He didn't, he didn't like throw up all over himself, right? He did establish a tone. And I think for, especially for a guy who's what, 38 years old. Yes. Right. Yes. The, yep. the question is going to be, can he come in there and, you know, command the room? We talk about leader of men. It looks like he's got that in his DNA. Yep. 
Yep. Yep. He commanded it, all right. He right. took over that room. So good, right. good, and he didn't do it like anybody else. So good for him. A uh, a more updated, younger version of maybe a cross between Saban and Belichick. So time will tell. We'll see but I think happens. he's he's going to get a shot at least early on. The bitching and moaning can stop. I think about the hire at this point on. We'll see what happens. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Yeah, I can tell you this. Uh, as a Jet fan, yes. as a Jet fan, <laughs> I'm watching that press conference going uh, yesterday and saying, damn, right. you know, yeah. I I would have loved to have, you know, I would have loved to have seen that kind of, um, that kind of attitude uh, coming through where not only instead of alienating the press right away, giving them every reason to cause distractions left and right, um, commanding the room, which is basically what Joe Judge is yesterday. He shut that room down. New York media was looking for a reason for you to wake up this morning. Oh, you know, go to your phone and the headline is, this guy's a, might as well be Aaron Judge. I mean, that is who the media is in New York. And this guy did exactly what I wish Adam Gase or anybody else would have done. Come in there and shut the room down. Like Manish Mehta doesn't get, he doesn't get a say in that room with this guy from here on in. They, the media will not dictate like Belichick, like Saban, the, you know, you can't really teach that guys. Like he is, you're not, he established more than anything else yesterday. The New York media, this ain't your room. This is my room. This is our house. And, uh, you know, you'll play by my rules, so to speak. And they gave him, even one guy tried to kept, it was funny. A guy from the USA today kept trying to press him on a Daniel Jones thing. Uh And he, and he looked at it at one point. He's like, "Are, are you kidding? Like, like what part? What part of this did you not understand that I already it's <laughs> I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be perfect. He's going to be perfect for New York. <laughs> yeah, listen, when you talk about Saban and Belichick, one of the things we know is that there is one voice, voice in that locker damn room with that yep. team, right? Yep. There is one voice. And mm-hmm. it sounded like what we just heard out of Joe Judge that he took mm-hmm. that from his training from Saban and Belichick. I mean, this New York media, you're talking about it, Joe. You're absolutely right, right? This is not, you know, Carolina or any other (laughs) smaller market. They they saw fresh meat, right? And very quickly, Joe Judge was like, nah, I ain't the one. And contrast that, Joe, honestly, bring up A's. Yep. Last year at this point in time, oh, the, the, the internet was flooded with memes about mm-hmm. where his eyes were going and if he was high. Yep. And yep. with Joe Judge, yep. we're like, oh, all right, all right. let's get yeah. in line. Let's, let's know, go. Yep. yep, yeah. Quest number one, earn the respect of the media and get them off your back. And don't give the New York media a chance to make you the story and detract from everything else. Football yesterday 
was the wow. story in that New York Giants football. Wow, That's how right. great would that be? Not, you know what and I mean? How means he's going to be awesome though, but. Right. But that's well, yeah, that time will tell. That's got right. you can't determine that. But I can say I'm that the traits go side with him. Right, right. The the traits needed to be successful for that giant a blue blood organization in the New York market. You just saw you know, think about McAdoo, think about Sherman, think about the guys that probably got run over on a consistent basis by everybody in the lo- if the media is running you over. What the hell you think is going on in that locker room, Dane, right? I mean, let's be reasonable here. Is it Eli? Is it not Eli? Is it this? Is it that? Should Saquon? Should I hand Oh, hell no. That ain't happening anymore. And and guys should be ecstatic about that, that you know what? It's strictly from that guy's point of view, it's going to be about football number one. It's going to be about football number two. It's going to be football about number three. Uh, his whole conversation about our winning, the culture in this building is going to be about winning. It's going to be about team first. So, yeah, you might be pissed. You might have broke up with your girlfriend. You might. None of that matters when you walk into the building. So he will be extremely successful if he can get the stars, the young stars to buy. If Saquon and Daniel Jones and whoever else, Ingram, you know, if those guys buy into it, right, and they set the example, I think he's going to be very successful. If they don't, then it's, you know, he'll be gone before it even gets going. Yeah, fair enough. Here's what, and and I'm going to take it one step further here. Uh, Earlier in the week, Joe, we were looking at the draft. We were looking at the Mm -hmm. NFL draft, right? Right. I hear, and, you know, I'm, I could be completely wrong. This is a knee-jerk reaction. There's a lot of room until the draft. I'm going to tell you right now. This guy, I think they drafted an offensive lineman at four. Joe. <laughs> Hello? Thank you. you know? Yep. <laughs> I, I, I don't, we were talking about how they might be the trade yep. option and all that. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. That number one offensive lineman from Georgia, I think his name is Jordan Thomas, yep. right? Because what he also said was we're going to be physical. We're going to punch you in the mouth. This is I'm music straight. to Saquon Barkley's ears, bro. Yep. Okay? Yep. And I think to reinforce that culture at number four, they might go get the best offensive lineman on the board and be like, this yep. is part of our identity. They love now Will Hernandez, the guard, right? Yep. I think they go O-line to even add to this team's identity under Judge and because they're going to want to run Saquon. Yeah, And, guys, if, as a Giant fan, if that is not music to your ears to understand that finally everything that you guys have been bitching and moaning about, why are they not running Barkley? What is the problem? What are you doing with this offensive line? Why are we drafting all these flips? Exactly the point, Dan. What you said is that this guy is going to approach this from he's going to build it from the inside out, man. That's what he's going to do. He's going to evaluate. He's not handing anybody anything. And quite honestly, listen, Odell would have never lasted 30 seconds in a room with this guy. Ever. Hell no. (laughs) Until, you know what, they know. And here's what I dare say this much like Antonio Brown and others, the Patriots built that reputation of they have failed in other plays. You know, you had success, yeah. then you failed, and then all of a sudden, once you ate some humble pie, you were able to thrive in New England because everybody understood. You want to come to New England, guess what? Everything stays outside. Nobody gives a crap. It ain't about you, but you're going to win, and that was the trade off. you know what I mean? And I think Odell finally got a taste of the other side going, um, yeah, this— this sucks, man. This sucks. So uh, good for him and good for the young guys because they got a lot of young talent on that team. 
And to your point, Dane, you've got a new quarterback and you've got the best running back in the game. Wouldn't it make sense to go out to get the best damn lineman you can? Yes. Absolutely. Right? I, I, I'm telling you, I really do. I believe Don't this get is a cute. ripple effect. Yep. I think they're going O-line at four. And for you yep. fantasy cats that are still out here, Saquon Barkley back into the top three. Absolutely, dude. A lot of people think he was disappointing this year. And, you know, the ankle sprain was a thing, Joe. Yep. He was, just so you know, Joe, he finished as RB12. Okay, oh, the 12th geez. highest scoring running back in fantasy this year, which is technically still like. And he missed RB4. four games. They knew your five games. Right, <laughs> like... exactly. But I'm saying, you know, recency bias, Joe. Yep. People are yep. talking about drafting guys like Dalvin Cook or Nick Chubb, you know, and I like those guys. Don't get right. me wrong. I'm fine if they're my number one running back on a fantasy team. But yep. Saquon will. I don't even know if it's fair to call it a bounce back, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'll be on Saquon. <laughs> I yes yes because exactly you went and drafted him right when you could have had go right so you you made the decision as an organization to be very running back to have a stud running back in a centric so now if you don't build around that I it, it I would have never what you just said if Sherman was still this coach I'm not sure we'd be having this conversation we'd probably yeah. be talking about wide receiver we'd be talking about you know, how do we get some other pieces? Well, no, the, the first piece you need, the guy hiking the ball to the damn future of the organization, the quarterback, go get him. Go get that guy and uh, and show me, Dave Gettleman, that uh, you understand what's going on. I understand why the Maras uh, were so blown away by this guy because they haven't heard. I mean, that's Bill Parcells in that room, right? You know what I mean? I mean, the Maras had to look at him and go, holy crap. It's like talking to a young before. Bill Right. It's like talking to a young Bill Parcells. Am I right? That kind of energy. The Maris must have been like, holy crap, we haven't seen that old school toughness. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's why uh, it was an easy decision for them. I think that makes sense. Um, you like you said, the Maras are one of these blue blood families like the Rooneys, you know, and and, uh, that and look at it. I, I said it before it. Tomlin is similar, right? Yes. No nonsense at the podium. The standard is the standard. This is who we are. This is what we got to do. No excuses. Right? Mm Kind of thing. That kind of persona appeals to these old school family run long time. Damn straight. Yep. Damn straight. There's a reason why. So. I don't play. (laughs) Yep. And you know what? Get back to what. That's who you are, Giants. That's That's who you are. That's right. Get back to it. So good job there. Uh, injury report. We'll get you caught up here. The latest coming up next for tomorrow. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. All right, 
So I uh, want to invite you to tell us, find us, subscribe to us. Little Bell in the upper right-hand corner on YouTube would be a great start to make it a profitable 2020. Head over to the Sports Grid Network channel. Never miss a show. Get all the fantasy and sports investing advice you need all the time simply by subscribing to us on YouTube, guys. Check it out, Sports Grid Network. And uh, as long as you're going to be on social media today, hop over to Instagram. Make sure you tell us. At Sports Grid TV, uh, all great highlights, information, picks uh, available there. Good stuff on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. And if you are looking uh, on your 2020 to-do list this year, if it's uh, become a fantasy millionaire, well, it's a good start here, guys. Uh, it's pretty simple, especially in the NBA. You can dunk on your NBA DFS competition this year. Utilizing DailyRoto.com. We want you to dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings and compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com optimizer. It does have the most accurate projections available in NBA DFS. Plus, you get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much, much more. Now, save 10% on this NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. That's DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK. DailyRoto.com forward slash dunk and keep in mind that dailyroto.com it is where millionaires are made and uh big night in the nba last night uh, small slate four games big east matchup there was uh boston uh coming in uh losing two games in a row getting boat raced by san yep. antonio uh, the night prior kind of a back-to-back -back situation uh, no Joel Embiid. We learn now that Embiid's going to be sidelined for a couple of weeks. Got to have uh, some finger. surgery on that uh, thumb of his that he had uh, or finger that he dislocated. Got some tendon issues. So was could they win without Embiid? That's the big question. And uh, a pissed off Boston Celtics team coming into the garden there, uh, coming into the spectrum rather. We know Philadelphia has been lights out. Uh, basically, when it was all said and done, uh, Boston is now riding a three-game losing streak, loses another game to an Embiid-less Sixers, and I got to tell you, there is um, a little head-scratching going on in Boston right now as well. There should be because uh, if you can't handle Philadelphia without Embiid, you've already, that's the third time you've lost to them this year, and if you can't beat them in Philadelphia, uh, going to be real hard come playoff time, Dame, to beat a team four out of seven games uh, without their best player uh, when you had everything. Like, that was a important game for Boston last night to end the bleeding, coming off the opportunity to be pissed at, and they were pissed off. But matchup nightmare, even without Embiid, they just they could not shoot their way out. And that damn length and defense <laughs> Even without Embiid on that with, with Horford and Harris and, and company, Richard. Damn, dude. Uh, Philadelphia at home is a, uh, I've seen one team, one team that Philadelphia should be scared of. And it's not Giannis because we've already seen them handle him. Um, it's the Miami Heat. They Your seem boys. to be the only team to stick it to the, it's a matchup night where Miami, but Boston, I don't see how, how do you beat this Philadelphia team? I don't think you have the horses to do it. Well, good thing there's still a trading deadline, Joe. Yeah, okay. So two things, and that's the way I'm going with it. First of all, I submit to you again the name Al Horford. 
right? Mm-hmm. Now, yep. now Al Horford was in the other uniform previously, right? Correct. And I think this demonstrates that value. I said it when Philly went and got him that this was to pad more trees for Giannis to try to have to get through in the front court, right? I agree with you. This is an issue for Boston. However, mm-hmm. Joe, and you know, as soon as the Super Bowl and NFL playoffs are not kind of the headline anymore, it's going to be right around the NBA trading deadline. Okay, Mm -hmm. and I know one thing. I know Boston has a ton of young talent. I know Danny Ainge ain't worried about pulling the trigger. And I've heard the names of some big men out there who could help solve that exact need you describe that I agree with. The name Andre Drummond comes to mind. The name Carl Anthony Towns comes to mind. And so I think you're right. And this is I don't want to say fully exposed because Boston is still a top three, four team in the East, in my opinion. Right. But it is clear that this is a need for them, Joe. So Mm -hmm. my question is for you, if you're Danny Ainge in Boston, what do you sacrifice? Like, would you give up a a Jalen Brown to address this need, Joe? Yeah, it's um, Marcus Smart. Like, you know what I mean? It ain't going to be Tatum. I'll tell you that. Right. But like. It is clear, and they have a lot of young wing players, Joe, and they're valid. They, You know, they are assets. So I'm just saying I agree with you, Joe. I think Boston will make a move. It will be for a big man. Um, but the question is, which one of their young assets, pieces, talents is going to be involved? I think Drummond, who we've heard about a ton, um, he may be a fit here. I mean, listen, I, I love – I love Enos Cantor, but if you're going to go into the final shit, you're going to go into the second half stretch here and think Enos Cantor is somehow going to be your answer on the boards. And it's just a matchup nightmare. Some teams just there are teams they'd have no problem going up against. But this Philadelphia team, you had them on the worst. First of all, Philadelphia has not been playing well, guys, over the last two weeks. They are terrible. They've only won one game. Uh, over their last six. So they had Philadelphia. They and now you lose Embiid. You know, you're you've lost two and now you're coming off a uh, a beatdown. You're pissed off guy. I mean, Kemba was thrown out in the third quarter. So there was really he was rested. There was no excuse with the whole back to back. You had the game. And then again, that length, athleticism uh, and three point shooting just absolutely killed him in the fourth without Embiid. Boston is one of those teams uh, that you are going to need to keep an eye on at the trade deadline. Uh, absolutely. And congratulations so I know, to um, I know the game went to overtime, but Drummond, 28 points, 23 boards yeah, yesterday. You don't think that's the kind of presence Boston needs? He's a beast. But what are you going to be willing to give up in order to be right. able to get it? it? And if you're Detroit, what are you going to, you know, what do you want in return? So uh, the unfortunate situation is that as that deadline approaches, the more desperate it appears that you are, the uh, the worse the deal is going to end right now. Um, guys, Boston, we see you. you no cloak and dagger. Like, we see you. We see who you are. And it wasn't all Kyrie's fault. Uh, just want to throw that out there. It wasn't all Kyrie's fault. So I mean, we are talking about mind. a team though, that is still 25 and 11. You know what I mean? Like, yes. So yeah, let's, in let's this, talk- listen, in this NBA, guys, don't confuse it. All right. Congratulations. You're 25 and 11. You can beat the Wizards. Um, that doesn't matter. The question is, who are you going to beat in crunch time? And we've already seen the matchup. Like, we already know now game number three against this. The elite teams in the East. I'll tell you what. 
Toronto's going to be a matchup nightmare for them again. Once they get Gasol back and they've got Siakam and Ibaka, you know, and I'm shocked Danny Ainge didn't do more in the offseason other than, all right, so we're not signing Kyrie. We'll bring in Enos Cantor. You you couldn't throw enough money at Horford to make him stay. Like, I just, um, I I think it's, yeah. Hassan Whiteside? Hassan Whiteside? Any, right? Any, it's like, oh, right. You need big man in these because we say it all the time, Joe. When it gets to the playoffs, yes, the style of play just gets even more slow, more defensive minded, more bang them out, especially in the East, right? I'm interested to see though, what's the cost? I think it's either Marcus Smart and Brown at least. Yep. Yeah. How much you willing to give up, Danny Ainge? And how? Because uh, I know Danny Ainge knows it. We know it. Everybody else seems to know it. This ain't about being LeBron and call. You ain't even gonna get there if uh, if you can't make it out of the East. And the way all of those teams are stacked, it's just a matchup. You can't do it without being able to. Or you're just gonna have to shoot the best that you've shot in your entire life every game. And and we know the chances of that are gonna be uh, slim to none as we get ready to approach the the all-star break here and uh, make that final push to the end of the season and the playoffs. But it's going to be a fun run guys. It certainly is. And congratulations, Russell Westbrook, um, Oklahoma city fans, very classy, did the right, had a, uh, their first opportunity to uh, kind of put a montage, say thank you yeah. for his time there. No hard feelings. That was very obvious that, you know, Durant, they booed off the court. Uh, they love Russell West, spent 11 years right. there, gave everything to that team in that city. No reason to have hard feelings. It was just time to move on. And uh, they they really showed up last night, kind of really cool, nice stuff. Uh, but Chris Paul and company decided um, this is nice, but um, let's end uh, Houston, who, again, uh, you know, Harden throws up 40 shots, so it doesn't make uh, but five of them. And, uh, of course, Westbrook throws up 80 shots, Nobody on the bench can score, and voila, Houston loses on a back-to-back. What a shock there. They continue to be a, um, shall we say, uh, you want to talk about trading deadline? I don't know how much room they have, but if you don't get some depth on that damn team, if you don't get some guys that can can actually help that team, that second unit, uh, you're talking about Westbrook and Harden playing 40 minutes a night there, Dane, basically for the final two and a half months of the season. That's what it's going to take for them to even have a shot to win in the West. Yeah. Uh, so who is their number three? Yeah. You know, that's what it comes down to. If you think they need even more, might a guy like Kevin Love fit that yes. bill? Yeah. yeah. There you you go. know, yeah. And, yeah. And, but to be honest, Joe, you know, you're talking about Houston. I'm intrigued by Oklahoma City yeah. because yeah. we all thought them, in the, the offseason. You know, yep. Paul George, Russ, they're breaking it down, right? They accumulated yep. a ton of draft picks. And listen, this kid, um, the connect Gilgis Alexander, also, you know, I mean, yep. like, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but OKC is something like six or seven in the West right now. Yep. Nope, they what are. Direction, Absolutely. What direction do they go? Yep. Right? Like, I don't think they're winning the West, okay? No. So it's probably, like, remember we were talking about the Giants and, and Madison Bumgarner? Right. Yeah, they but, like, know that. For example, Joe. A guy like Danilo Gallinari, mm-hmm. okay, if if a contending team, like let's say LeBron James wanted a guy like Danilo Gallinari, right, what, like, does Oklahoma City do it right. and, and continue right. to restock? Are they like, no, we're working with something here. Let's play for it. I think right. they're a very interesting team. Which way do they go? Yeah, they got a lot of youth there. They got the old man that I I still think he's on his way out. 
I, I do think they're going to make uh, somebody's going to make a move for Chris Paul. Yeah, I, I do. I think something's going to happen. Solidarity can get a lot back, though. Yeah, well, Paul, you'll be able to as well. Somebody's going to need him. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. So we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll dive into some of these uh, some of these numbers here. Really get into tomorrow's uh, matchups uh, Sunday, and then of course Monday national championship game. And uh, this is the last uh, big weekend in the uh, the NFL and uh, college, of course, where we'll have football back to back to back. And then of course, once that uh, it all settles down, there'll be a lot of opportunity to get caught back up here with uh, college hoops and the NBA, who is uh, getting ready. Uh, for an all-star break and then a final push trading deadline too coming up here and uh, in about the next month and there are some teams quite obviously that have uh, some holes to fill contending teams I thought it was fascinating as well Dane that uh, Simmons's name it continues to be leaked as a possible trade piece and I get it yeah uh, a lot of people don't but I uh, I get it it makes sense you're talking about a guy this year guys that has taken in total 17 shots outside the key all year. He's only made six of them. Uh, he is not a guy. Think he is a lot closer to Draymond Green than he is anything else, guys. He's a guy that got to play in the paint. That's where yeah. he is. He is a guy. Is this? He's this forward that really can't shoot. You don't want him shooting from the outside. He doesn't create enough spacing on the floor. And when they don't have Embiid, um, which guys have to respect in teams, which is what, you know, opens up some some lane. Right. He's not the guy to do that because, no, again, nobody's worried about him stopping and dropping. Like, it's just not – you're not doing it. So, I get it. They need shooters around Embiid. He is not a shooter. You know what I mean? You've got yeah. Horford. You've got you, – you've got Tobias. other pieces there. Yeah. The problem is you let J.J. Redick go. And you yeah. got nobody from the outside, <laughs> zero from the outside. So to me, while yes, you're 24 and what, 13, 14, something along those 25 lines. 25 and 14. 25 and 14. The, the problem with you is that when it comes down to, again, you know, when we get a month and a half, two months down the road here, guys, you, yep. who is who, who are you giving a ball to, to when you're down eight points, you know, in the final four minutes? Like, how you ain't going to win the battle in the paint. And you ain't letting them beat. And Simmons ain't catching you up. Like, it's just you need shooters. They don't have any. They had a great one who's in New Orleans right now with Reddick. But, again, they didn't want to. They wanted mm-hmm. Tobias Harris. They gave him the money. And I find it interesting. And I, I get it. But keep an eye on guys like uh, Andre Iguodala. That is also uh, a name being tossed around. Malik Beasley, Glenn Robinson. There continues to be this conversation about him being traded uh to for d'angelo russell for the uh for the golden state warriors problem is d'angelo russell makes 26 million dollars 
And uh, his contract extension doesn't start till next year. So the money won't match. Uh, but then again, now you got two Draymond Greens. You got, right. uh, you know, two guys that, are, you right. know, can hang out at the top and facilitate and, and play in the paint. But that's so um, he it amazes me, Dane, even the things that we talked about at the end of last season with Simmons. Uh, he's improved none of them. Like there is, we said, this guy's got to get a shooter. This guy's got to be a yeah. better shooter. This guy's got to work on it. And 17 total shots all year long, Dane. Well, and he's only yeah. made six of the 17. He's either intimidated to shoot it, doesn't. Um, they're not going to be able to out athletic the teams uh, like Miami and others, uh, Toronto. They'll run you right over if you can't shoot. Yeah, so... Joe, to answer your first question, where do you go without Embiid? Um, I don't know if you agree, but if I need to get a bucket late and I'm the Philadelphia 76ers and Embiid is not there, I go to Al Horford. If you go, I go to Al fire, Horford, absolutely. I go to Al yeah, Horford in the paint because at least I know he's crafty. You know, he'll get a shot up. He'll he'll give me a decent percentage option, and I think yep. that's the best. Unless you have like Tob- Tobias Harris with an outside shot. So that's to answer your first question. Where do you go? I think the answer is Al Horford. But I digress. Let me ask you something though, Joe. Simmons is what? It's year three for Simmons. Three. Yes. Okay. <sighs> Blake Griffin in year three had no kind of outside shot. It was developed later on, right? Mm-hmm. You mentioned Draymond Green. He didn't have no outside shot in year two or three of his career. Mm-hmm. So my, my, my thing is, like, we have seen before that these kind of athletic force of nature, locom- LeBron James even, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they develop the – they realize what exactly what you're talking about, and then they evolve and they develop the outside shot. Do you think that potential is still there for Ben Simmons? And when you're that kind of, yes, you know, uh, is the focus there? It continues to be a question with him while he hangs out with the Kardashians and everything right. else. You know, you know, there's never a question right. of if you ask me like, hey, all right, w- would the Greek freak, what is he going to be in five years? Like, I'll tell you what Greek freak is going to be because I know this guy, yes. he will develop quicker than anybody. But Simmons, you don't trust uh, Ben Simmons to put up 10,000 shots in the offseason is what you're saying? I yeah, do not here, guys. I, okay. I do not know okay. that we're going to get the same progression. Okay. I no chip on the show, not like Draymond coming out of Michigan okay. State. Not It's just and that's OK. I'm not saying he won't. But right now, Philadelphia's window of opportunity, you're about sure. to give this guy $170 million, $160 million, who can't shoot but 17 shots from the outside. Like, that's that's not – I'd take D'Angelo I Russell agree. in a heartbeat over him. In a heartbeat, I would. So, Listen, he Joe. still has plenty of value in the NBA. The problem is, yes. is he the best fit for Philadelphia now? Correct. I don't think so. And you better be able to get – Now's the time to be able to get something for him in return. And shooting is definitely what they need. Yeah. And listen, Joe, Philly has a ton of young talent. Yeah, they do. So they could make this kind of move, right? They could make the move to acquire what it is they need. Joe, I'm going to go back to it. Danilo Gallinari, Joe. I'm telling you, Joe. Oklahoma City is a team that, listen, they're going to – Get more draft picks. They know where they are in their cycle, right? I'm telling you, Gallinari shoots the lights out wherever he goes. I think he's going to be on the move, and this would be an interesting uh, destination for a guy like Gallinari, right? Yep. Yep. It's going to be very um, 
a very interesting uh, kind of next 30 days here uh, with some of these contenders because as currently constructed. I hear that. It's tough, man. It is, it is tough. And, uh, you know, that's even and don't sleep on Pat. Good old uh, Riley. Good old uh, the godfather over there. Yeah. I can assure you is uh, is working the back channels. Nobody's done a better job of uh, pulling something late going. Holy crap. Where did that come from? than Pat Riley. And that's a pretty good. That's a well-constructed team. But, you know, they do it in. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what it is with two? The way the Miami does it is. They actually, and it's shocking, Dave, they develop players in the G League. Like, they get guys, and they actually coach them, and they develop them. Like, how many of you even knew who the hell Kendrick? Name name two guys on the uh, the starting rotation in Miami. Like, most guys are like, who the hell is Kendrick Nunn? Like, what the hell are you talking about? They develop players, and voila, look at this now. Josh Richardson last night came from Miami. Miami developed him. Like, this is a lot of teams It's we're going to buy this guy. How much money do we have? Pat built a minor leagues, if you will, a minor league system. He loaded it, and this is what he, you know, this is what he gets. And Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden he has the opportunity to maybe go out and get a piece like a Drew Holiday or something along those yeah. Good luck, guys. Let me let me know beating that second line there with Dragic and Hero. And that, yeah, let me know how yeah. that works out for you. Um, I hear you. And let me ask you one thing, Joe, about Phil. The rich rule will get richer here come the trade deadline. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, including and the Joe, Lakers, here's the other problem. Including the Lakers ain't going to sit pat either. No oh. way. All LeBron James does is reshuffle his roster in February. Every year, that's what he does. Okay? He tweaks until the cows come home. And I say LeBron James because LeBron James is the head coach, GM, and team president of the Los Angeles Lakers. Joe, here's another thing with Philly. What percent chance would you put that Joel Embiid is active for all of the Philadelphia 76ers playoff games? Under 50%, right? Like, he ain't playing all of Oh, yeah. hell no. Hell it's no. It's not, right? That's what I'm saying. So when you're stud Embiid, and don't get me wrong, Joe, if mm. Embiid is rolling and healthy, there are very few forces in the NBA that are as good as Joel Embiid for all his Rihanna and all that stuff. I will give it to you. If he's firing right. on all cylinders and healthy, it's like, go, good luck, right? Right. But he's not available. Right. That's the problem. So how do you have that be your franchise? Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Uh, that's the problem. But risk reward kind of situation along those lines. If you can get them, if you, and that's why load management is so valuable, yeah. isn't it now in the NBA? Because he is without a doubt. I don't care. Even if he plays 60% of his game, he's more value. You, you can win. So if you can space yeah. him out, keep him healthy enough throughout it, um, you're going to, you know, you're going to compete for titles and, you know, what happens to Marcus Morris, by the way, of the Knicks? Um, oh, they said moving him. He says he wants to be here. They say they ain't moving him. He wants to be, but they want to move him, right? But you're talking about a dude who's a 45% three-point shooter. Yes. You want to talk about spacing the floor. He's exactly what, you know yes. what I mean? You want to send Simmons to New York. Send Simmons <laughs> to New York over there. That would be, right? I, they, they would sure. love that. They would sure. love that. I don't, for the life of me, understand what LeBron's problem outside of he doesn't like Kuzma's trainer apparently but why are you trading Kyle Kuzma this is a guy a piece that could actually help Kuzma's you win yeah 
I, you know, it's, and it, I, I mean, I, how many, I'll never figure it out. He's still young. He's still on like his first exactly. contract. Yep. I don't get it one way or the other with him. And this continued leaking of trying to stick it to, uh, to Kawhi is beyond me. Uh, telling, uh, you know, Stephen A. Smith going, wow, well, sources tell me that Kawhi, uh, Kawhi was saying during the game to, you know, tell LeBron to stop being a little and, and guard me. Like, what? The? Kawhi talks to nobody ever, doesn't say three words. So apparently on the court now, he's talking smack and telling people to tell LeBron to uh, stop being such a wimp and guard me. Like, come on, dude. Like, I just, I, I'm so glad it's the final run here of the LeBron James. I, I really, it's because it's so much about everything else and it just drives me crazy. And we are, I'm telling you, I still think AD, you want to talk about Embiid. What are the chances that AD plays the same way in the playoff series? How many games does AD, uh, does AD miss? That's another concern. The same, it's the same as Embiid. It's the same Absolutely. thing, right? It's the same, same exactly. damn thing, isn't it? They're the same guy. I, I don't know who I trust less, to tell you the truth, to be there when I need you. Yeah. Who's going that's to be there good, less? That's a very good point. I'll say this. We're talking about Andre Drummond. I'll yeah. I, the, in my opinion, Joe, honestly, the most underrated, underrespected big man in the NBA is also supposedly available. And I'm yeah. talking about Carl Anthony Towns, Absolutely, okay? Absolutely. This yep. dude, I believe, like, you don't hear him missing 20 games in the season. He can do it all, and he's no diva out there. I remember him because, you know, he's a he's a city product. He went to, yes. you know, like the Hurley schools in Jersey, right? Um, if anybody can get their hands on Cat, they yep. need to mortgage the future, whatever it is. That mm -hmm. dude will change the dynamic of a playoff race. Andre Drummond mm -hmm. is nice and all, but he's more of a defensive presence. Call Anthony Towns, yeah, I think, could be the man. prize of this trading deadline. And he hates where he's at. He, he can't That's wait right. to get the hell out of it's there. It's time so, for him to contend. Yep, That's right. Yep. And he deserves yep. it. Like Much like Kevin Love 10 years ago, been toiling in anonymity. And Kevin Garnett before that. Yep. And a it's a shame, too, because Minnesota, they got Covington. They got pieces there, and they've never – Jimmy Button, they've never been able to put it together. It's a crazy organization. It really is. They've been, they've been able to do it. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah, good times. All right, good stuff. Uh, NFL coming your way next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
All right, so taking a look here at the uh, the latest numbers for this uh, for these matchups here, and we'll dive into, uh, of course, uh, what's coming up, and we'll start breaking down some of these uh, some of these games, some of the numbers, some of the things that you guys need to know. And it looks like uh, we've got a lot of sevens across the board there with Minnesota and San Francisco, and uh, Thielen is questionable because of yeah. the uh, laceration. Uh, he swears he's going to go, but. He is on the injury report listed as questionable. Diggs is not. He practiced yesterday, had the flu. He's good to go. He's not on the report. Uh, still some injuries in the secondary for um, um, for them, but other than that, it, they are ready to rock and roll. Quan Alexander does look like he is going to uh, yes. play this weekend. He's been gone. Uh, don't expect the world of that. Uh, he hasn't played football in months. So, but uh, he Ford also least- maybe. Yeah, he will be on the field, at least they said, in a limited uh, spot, and which is good news because the San Francisco 49ers defense to start the season versus what they were at the end uh, right. was not good here, guys. They went through the first uh, uh, 12 games of the season, giving up only 20 uh, touchdowns. They went the last five weeks giving up 17. So uh, that defense has regressed a little bit, gotten a little beat up over uh, over the season. So it's important to have a guy like Quan Alexander at least back on the field in that linebacking role. Uh, Tennessee and Baltimore, the other one we wanted to know, of course, was, uh, was Ingram, very uh, yeah. an integral part. He did yeah. at least uh, limited get back on the field yesterday. That calf injury, guys, happened back in week 16. And how many? We talked about it with Durant at Nauseam. You know, calf injuries lead into Achilles injuries and vice versa. And unfortunately, the only thing that helps him is rest. Now, he's had some, but, you know, like we saw with uh, everything's going great until you make that one pivot, Dane. And then all of a sudden, it's one step forward, 20 steps back. So he's definitely worth monitoring moving forward because it does change a little bit if he is all of a sudden not available or out in the first quarter or whatever. So I'm wondering how they're going to use him in the game, but I'm seeing double digits across the board. All it takes is one, Joe. Andrew's also questionable for Baltimore. And then Deep questionable for a while. Deep Ford pass rush may be coming back for San Fran also. Changing the market. Ten. Nah. Still ten. Ten and a half, yeah. I'm even seeing. Because they got Gus Edwards and other people that can run, but they ain't marking. 